Well, hey, everybody. Jonathan Doyle with you as always for the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Hope I can bring you something really useful today. Well, actually, I hope the Holy Spirit can bring you something useful today, something that's going to bless and edify and strengthen you on your journey uh, in this wonderful vocation that you have in Catholic education. Listen, today is the feast day of St. Ignatius of Loyola, and I've been really studying his, uh, I guess, his whole methodology spirituality of discernment recently very beautiful stuff uh, one of our great saints truly uh, one of the doctors of the church one of the great giants of the faith uh, you know the saints are just so central to our Catholic faith they give us well they show us don't they that um, you know that God can make a saint out of anybody you know Ignatius of Loyola was a pretty wild operator he was a soldier he was a fighter, he was a drinker, he was a partier, he, uh, you know, he sort of planned to uh, to take off and have a wild, crazy affair with some uh, noble woman. So uh, often when I'm speaking on stage and doing staff seminars, I talk about this this belief that so many people have, that uh, Catholic saints are kind of made in a factory in heaven, and uh, they're always perfectly holy. I mean, the history of Catholic saints is a history of, yeah, some really incredibly devout people. And then there's also this great mix of men and women with extraordinary backgrounds of uh, turmoil and sin. And uh, so please understand, God's not done with you yet. So uh, your job, the Holy Spirit's task, the, your guardian angel's task, is to help form you to become a saint. And I'm really big on that. If you've ever seen me at a live event, you know that I'm, I'm genuinely serious about it, that I think that the Holy Spirit is really given to us as a baptismal pledge to help us grow into better men and women. And we've got to partner with that. We've got to partner with it. It's just not, you know, we, we, we have to cooperate with the grace that God has given us or wants to give us. You know, St. Augustine famously said that he who made you without your cooperation will not save you without your cooperation. Isn't that a great line, that he who made you without your cooperation will not save you without your cooperation? God's not going to do anything to you, but he's desperate uh, to see you grow into the fullness of who he always created you to be. All right, so St. Ignatius today, uh, why am I sharing that with you? Because the reading from the Divine Office this morning, as I was doing morning prayer, and as always, can I just deeply encourage you to make prayer really crucial. Karen and I uh, have really entered into a season of deep prayer, uh, not because we're holy or virtuous, but because we have really found that in business and life and parenting and everything that's happening in the world, uh, there's just, we sense this need to really press into prayer, to really press into praying uh, specifically, deliberately, passionately every day for the help and provision of God. So I really want to encourage you to make sure that you are making time for prayer. So praying the Divine Office this morning, Feast Day of St. Ignatius of Loyola, there is, of course, this uh, beautiful reading, um, and the gospel for today is the beheading of St. John the Baptist. And as always, I know some of you are going, Jonathan, 
How does the beheading of John the Baptist have anything to do with our work as Catholic education? Well, a great deal. Why? Because as I prayed through that gospel reading this morning, and that's why I want to encourage you to be reading the gospels, because as you read the gospels each day, as you as you take time for prayer, God will put things on your heart, ideas, sort of movements of your spirit. So you, you won't get those if you're not reading the scriptures. So the sense that I got was really the story of John the Baptist as gruesome as it is, and you know, there's so many themes in it, right? It's like so unfair. I mean, he he really was was murdered on a whim, right? Because Herodias was sick of him uh, pointing out the fact that her relationship was highly irregular, and uh, you know, he just it was just a you know, I would assume that at Herod's party, everyone had been drinking heavily. Herod makes this promise. Next thing you know, John the Baptist is brutally murdered, beheaded in the prison. But really, for me, the big theme that came through this morning was that John the Baptist's story is about courage. It's about the courage to keep speaking the truth, even if that truth is deeply unpalatable to people, to the world around him. Um, You know, John the Baptist was not very nuanced. He didn't kind of sugarcoat the message. He was very direct. He was telling people, look, there is a time frame here. Uh, The Lamb of God is coming into the world. Um, There is going to be judgment and there is going to be a new kingdom And you must prepare yourself for this through repentance. Now, that's never a particularly popular message. And my sense for Catholic education this morning was that if you look at many of the agendas unfolding in the world right now, and we've been living through a two or three hundred year, I mean, at least since the Enlightenment uh, period of all sorts of strong ideas, um, you know, right back through the, the great totalitarian systems, um, Marxism, Leninism, and, and some of the ideas that are getting around in the world today. Uh, it is not hard to get a pat on the back for approving and going along with many of the dominant ideologies. It's very easy uh, to sort of, you know, concur, to agree with a lot of modern ideology and people, it's you know, what we call virtue signaling, isn't it? Virtue signaling. You just sort of show how righteous you are. It's one of the reasons I deleted my Twitter account is because I just, I think that that particular platform becomes highly problematic as more and more people... It's it's highly religious. I don't know if you're reading much on this lately, but a lot of the agendas rolling out through the world um, sort of argue that they've moved on from religion, but in many ways they're highly religious. They have systems of belief. They have their orthodoxies. They have punishment for people who dissent. They have uh, you know yeah they're they're different rituals. So I guess what I'm saying is to preach the gospel, to keep Christ at the center of the cosmos to argue that the human person has rights and responsibilities, to argue that the first responsibility is the relationship between creature and creator, that we are in Latin, capax dei, that which has capacity for God. I often think that to speak about these truths, to be a Catholic teacher and to, you know, for many years we were teaching on, you know, relationships, um, Catholic understanding of human sexuality and relationships, and it was never an easy thing to do because, you know, you you have to pray for the courage to gently, humbly uh, and sensitively communicate these things, and that requires courage. So I want to finish today by, I guess what I'm saying here is, 
to be a great Catholic teacher at this moment in history requires courage. And the good thing is that courage isn't really a purely psychological event. It's not like something you have to muster up within yourself. So what is it? Well, the good news is, as I bring up the quote here, um, unfortunately, I'm quoting from the Catechism and it's really small print. So let me see what I can do here. So if you're not familiar with the Catholic teaching on virtues, it's an absolutely central teaching, and you've really got to slowly get your head around this as a Catholic teacher. Virtues, according to St. Thomas Aquinas, are what? Virtues are habitual dispositions to do the good. I always loved that definition. Habitual disposition to do the good. Habits. So courage is one of the cardinal virtues. Prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. Fortitude is the old-fashioned word for courage. So the Catholic Church's teaching on courage isn't that it's so much an idea or a psychological phenomenon, but it's a habit. It's something that we do regularly. Let's see if I can read this um, on this particular quote here. So let me read you a little bit about fortitude from the Catechism. Fortitude is the moral virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of the good. It strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and to overcome obstacles in the moral life. The virtue of fortitude enables one to conquer fear, even fear of death, and to face trials and persecutions. It disposes one even to renounce and sacrifice their life in defense of a just cause. There's a scripture quote here, The Lord is my strength and my song. In the world you will have tribulation, Jesus said, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So this virtue of fortitude allows us to deal with difficulties, persecutions and trials. And I'm sorry, but I think you will get those in Catholic education. Because I think in the time ahead, to be brave and courageous, to speak the truth of the faith in love, to gently present the gospel to students is going to become a more and more revolutionary thing. I don't know if you feel that right now. You're listening to me going, Jonathan, seriously, relax. Like you're living in a bunker. No, I'm living in the same world as you. And I think we can both agree that the ability to speak and to preach and to share and to form in the core tenets of the faith and the gospel is increasingly difficult. So we're going to need more courage. We're going to need more courage. We're going to need more courage. So to finish, the good thing about courage is what? It's a virtue. It's a habit. And you don't have to do it in your own strength. What do you do? You pray for the grace of courage. You begin to pray, Lord, help me to be courageous. I'm afraid. Help me to be courageous. I'm afraid. And then with the sacraments, we're strengthened in our virtues through the sacraments. That's why confession... Eucharistic adoration, receiving the Eucharist, attending Mass. For me, it's the Rosary, it's prayer, it's the Divine Office. These things give us the graces of our baptism, strengthen the graces of our baptism so that we can live in these virtues. So finally, yesterday I picked up my son from school and uh, it's just beautiful. He's, he's young, he's 11, and we're talking about a situation there where some boys are playing a game which is uh which is not great like it's not it's basically based on a on a horror movie and uh it's a bit dark and he was talking about how he felt uncomfortable playing this game and didn't want to play it it's based on a on a on a movie and a video game that's based in the, in some pretty gruesome horror stuff and kids are playing this game and we had a long talk about it and uh we talked really about courage we talked about you know he said dad I'm worried that if I if I don't play, you know, I won't have anyone to play with and, and the kids will make fun of me. And we talked a lot about courage and I talked about praying for courage and the virtue of courage. So friends, 
really what I'm just saying is that whether you're an 11 year old boy in a school or whether you're a 60, 70 year old school principal, um, whether you're the Pope, we need this virtue of courage. So let's pray for it. Let's pray for it on our journey as Catholic educators. All right, that's it from me. Do me a favor, some housekeeping. Uh, everything that you need to know is on the website, onecatholicteacher.com. You won't find me on social media anywhere. So onecatholicteacher.com. And uh, would you do me a favor? Please make sure you've signed up uh, to get the daily email. So if you're not on that list, I do a beautiful quote every day. Uh, it goes out at 8 a.m. every day. It's a beautiful Catholic quote with a little reflection and then a link to this podcast so you won't miss it. Uh, so please just go to onecatholicteacher.com. You'll find sign up forms on the Contact Us page. So do that. And uh, what else? Please make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. Please make sure you have subscribed to it. So uh, that would be a great blessing. So we can just increase the reach of it. Send it to a friend. Send it to some other teachers. What I really am trying to do here is just encourage and inspire and resource more and more Catholic teachers around the world in this special work you do. So please share this as widely as you can. All right, friends, God bless you. Praying for you all. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'm going to have another message for you tomorrow.